But do not lose yourself in the process and do not forget the reason you started. Hey, hope you're having a great day today. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This is going to be a little bit different. I feel like I say that a lot. Maybe that's just the theme of this podcast is a little bit different. But on Wednesdays, we normally have throwback episodes. And instead, today, we are going to just have a solo round with me and you and talk about a topic that I have been studying intently for the past several weeks, and that is how to build an audience. Now, if this is your first time listening, hello, my name is Heather, I'm your host, and this show is dedicated to unconventional leaders. Our intention is to raise up leaders from unconventional places, unconventional backgrounds, to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. I believe you have a calling on your life, and no matter what you think has disqualified you from doing whatever it is in your heart to do, I am here to tell you that you have exactly what it takes right now, exactly where you're at. It's just a matter of uncovering a lot of crap, you know, unlearning a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm in that uh, that space right now myself where I'm trying to really step into my own calling And that's, you know, usually the thing that you deal with and the thing you struggle with is also what you kind of feel called to do. So it's something I've dealt with my whole life is feeling inadequate, feeling who am I to do this and that. And that's why I'm so passionate about having that conversation with you because I've been there and I've dealt with that. So in in that context, this subject of building an audience, it's before we dive into tips and tricks of how to build an audience. I just kind of want to address, you know, what whether this is important or not. Is it important that you grow an audience? And for me, my own kind of philosophy with this is yes and no. And let me tell you why. So yes, in the sense of if you are wanting to grow your influence, impact the world, of course, it's so, so important to grow your audience. I mean, obviously, I think so, or I wouldn't have this podcast about it. And also too, I'm hosting a summit starting today on this topic. So yes, it's very, very important to grow your audience, grow your business, you have to, you know, make money. Hello. And if you're really passionate about something, those numbers are important. It is important to grow and two, it's a good way to measure your progress. You know, how many people are resonating with your stuff. But I also wanted to kind of play devil's advocate and also say, no, it doesn't matter. Because and just hear me out, We do place too much emphasis on how many people are following us or liking our stuff, but that doesn't always translate into impact. Just because someone is following you or affirming what you're doing doesn't necessarily mean your message is getting across. So 
let's say you have a business selling these green shirts that go towards this certain cause, if you're measuring your success based off of how many people are following you or liking your content, that may not be the accurate measure because a better measure would be how many people are actually buying your shirts and helping this organization. So we do need to grow our audiences, but we also need to be targeted and very um, deliberate with who we're reaching and making sure that we're converting them, whether that's converting them through a business or they're actually believing the message that we're saying and they're actually making changes in their life. Whatever that call to action is for your audience, it may not matter as much the attention you're getting versus what's converting. Does that make sense? So I just kind of want to lay the framework there that it's not just about numbers, it's about impact. And this show is for impact-driven leaders. We're not just about you know, building businesses and building our names just to make tons of money and feel good about ourselves. There's nothing wrong with making money by any means, but we're mission-driven. So we want to make a difference in this world and impact the lives of our audiences. So Keep that in mind with all of this that I'm about to say. And I'm going to say one more thing about it. Um, one thing I've learned from Pat Flynn. I love Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, if you're listening, holla. He's probably not. Maybe one day. But what I love about Pat Flynn, he is the host of Smart Passive Income podcast. He's very family-oriented, very humble and down-to-earth, which I just really respect his values. But one thing that he says is every person or I'm sorry, every number, every number is a person. I actually have that written on my computer, on a sticker. I don't even think it'll come off my computer because it's been there so long. Every number is a person. So when you're growing your online tribe, I also want you to keep in mind that even if that number you're seeing on your analytics is smaller than what you wish it would be, I mean, I've been there. I feel you. I feel you please still value the number that is there because those are human beings. Those are human beings with a mind and a heart who have given you their attention and are just as important as masses of people. And I really believe, I really believe that until we start being really grateful and really excited for even the small numbers, we don't deserve the bigger numbers, to be completely honest with you. So this is not, again, about growing your ego. It's about growing your impact and making a true difference. And if you're making a true difference in just a few people's lives, well, God bless you. Hallelujah. Because that matters too. So let's just keep that in mind when I go into this topic. Now, the reason I brought this topic is, first of all, like I said, I felt that before. I've been creating online content for... I don't remember. A long time, I started blogging. And I don't like blogging. You know why? Because I don't like to write. So that's why I'm podcasting right now. Because it's good for extroverted talkers. Um, But... Anyway, I've, I've been doing it for a long time, whether it was, you know, through social or my website or this podcast. And man, I've, I've felt so frustrated before because, you know, you put your heart and your soul into the content that you create. I don't know about you, but it's not just something that I do in my spare time for fun. It's something that I'm intentional about and I really I feel like I give myself in it. And it's super discouraging when you put a lot of time and effort into your work and you feel like no one is paying attention. You think, is this valuable? 
is this worthwhile? Am I talented? Do people care? Should I even be doing this? And all of this self-doubt just starts, you know, storming in. And it could be twofold. It could be, yes, there needs to be some tweaks to what you're producing or how you're presenting it. And then two, it can also just be a distribution issue where uh, maybe you just need some some tips and tricks on how to grow. I personally believe the number one thing is just a bunch of patience. <laughs> a bunch of patience. You got to learn some patience, friends. Um, but yeah, there are some things that we can do to help grow our audiences. And I hear this time and time again, this, this subject getting brought up. I've felt it. So I decided to interview people on how to grow an audience and ask them their tips and tricks. So we're hosting a free summit. You've probably heard me talk about it over the past few weeks. This is November of 2018. So if you're listening in the future, what's it like out there in the future? I don't know, but uh, I probably can't access it anymore. So I apologize, but you can still benefit because I'm going to share with you several of the tips and tricks from this summit in this podcast. So again, it is launching today. It's November, 2018. If you're listening to this uh, around the 14th, through 16th. You can still access it. Go to buildanaudience.org or you can click the link in the show notes and hear all of these interviews in full. But I'm going to share with you some of these tips and tricks just on the show right here. So I interviewed a lady named Rachel Nome, and she is the Pinterest woman. Man, she has a really cool story. She went from literally on food stamps to a six-figure business, and she used Pinterest to grow her influence. And one of the things that she said is to really pay close attention to what is already working for you. And this is super important. So go into your analytics and see which posts, which episodes, whatever, you know, if you're a photographer, which kinds of photographs, whatever it may be, what is naturally performing the best for you. Pay attention to that. Test it. Create more of that. See if it's a theme there. She mentioned that when she was on Pinterest, she was just a generic food blogger, health food blogger, but she noticed that her posts started really taking off when she was talking about keto. So she decided to just lean in fully to that. And it was scary. She even commented that you need to niche down until it hurts. Niche down until you're like, is this, I mean, is this too narrow? And that's so scary. We could have a whole podcast on that in and of itself. But she said everything changed for her when she decided to do that. So check out what is working and be willing to niche down until it hurts. The other tip that we had was from Richard Moore in London. He's a consultant and investor and sales coach. And he talked about using direct messaging to build your audience. Now, what he meant by this, he uses LinkedIn for the most part, but you can use whatever platform, but just that one-on-one connection piece. And I know that sounds really tedious when you're wanting to grow your audience because you're like, I want to grow my audience quite a bit, Heather. And you're telling me I need to message everybody one by one. Well, listen to this, guys. He broke it down uh, into the idea of the compound effect. I don't know if you've ever read that book by Darren Hardy. I read it mm, once a year, at least in January. Love that book. In fact, I have a review on it. It's on my website if you want to check it out. But anyway, Richard mentioned, you know, if you just message five people a day that's what I think it's 180 people a month is my math right I don't know but the point is is you don't have to message all the people you want to influence in one day but set a small goal for yourself like I'm going to connect with two people or three people every single day and 
that compounds over time. That one-on-one connection is what people are really desperate for right now, especially in the online space. So when you take the time to not just throw up your content on them, but reach out to them one-on-one and just talk to them, not sell to them, not sell to them. Don't be getting spammy people. Listen to me. Just reach out and say, hey, how can I provide value? How can I know you one-on-one? He said that's how he's built his business, and he's super, super passionate about that. So, yeah, use direct messaging to build an audience. Um, Also got to talk to Camelia Dierso. Oh, man, she is so, such a beautiful person. She's a contemporary painter and comic book artist. She's worked with Disney. Really, really cool, authentic lady. And the tip she gave me was just to make sure you stay authentic when you build your audience. Oh, this is so hard. I feel like we want to just do whatever steps we need to do to get the results we want to make. And that's super important. But we also don't want to lose that one thing that is us. That is what draws people to us. And so it's really important to mimic and to learn from other people, but not at the sake of giving up your soul. She talks about this as an artist. It was obviously very difficult for her because you can see trends in the marketplace and you want to create things, you know, to, to meet those needs, obviously. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But in the same sense, you have to listen to what she says your soul is saying because people know what is real and what isn't. I love that from her. So let's just recap. I know this is so much, so much. Again, you can listen to all these in depth, buildanaudience.org. But we talked about paying attention to what is already working. Don't be afraid to niche down. Connect with people one-on-one, whether that's through direct messaging or email. Don't lose that personal connection. Stay authentic while you're building your audience. Don't sell your soul, my friends. Uh, Number four, we talked to um, Christy Dosh. She is the founder of Guide My Brand. And she talked, too, about being willing to adjust and change methods. Man, guys, listen. If I could tell you how many different things I've tried over the past few years, whether that was product or the way I delivered a message or even my platforms, guys. Like I said, I used to be a blogger. I used to write ebooks. Y'all remember ebooks? Do people still read ebooks? I used to do all that stuff. So just because I'm here doing podcasting and I've been doing this for years doesn't mean I've been doing the same things for years. You've got to be willing to change and adjust. And that hurts our pride a lot because we want to just start one thing and let it work. But that doesn't happen that often. Normally people have to shift and adjust constantly. And that's what Christy talked about. Be willing to do that. She says that usually you don't find your niche day one. It's through trial and error. And I cannot agree more with that, uh, Jillian Richardson from the Joyless New York. This girl has a crazy story. I need to interview these people on the podcast, but long story short, she's grown this insane newsletter list. She just got a partnership with the UN and it's incredible, but she's connecting people in New York City with events to help New York be less of a lonely place. What a cool mission is that? But she talked about vulnerability and how important it is to share your story and your life with your audience because again people don't buy products or brands they buy you people want to know you and that's so scary but she says you know normally the thing that makes you hesitate to publish is the thing people want to hear so I mean don't be airing your dirty laundry y'all this isn't a diary but don't be afraid to be imperfect and raw and vulnerable because that's what people like and that goes that's what people love excuse me there's me being vulnerable um that goes right into tip number six and there's so much to these guys I'm just 
barely summarizing it, but uh, Haley Hoffman Smith, she's the community director for Next Gen, super cool organization. But she talks about, again, sharing your personal life. So on Instagram, she's starting her speaking to her pretty soon. And instead of just being like, Hey, I'm speaking here and I'm, you know, I'm awesome. She's like, hey, I'm scared to death to speak here sometimes. And she's posting real authentic posts like that to not only share her highs, but also her lows. She says, you know, your audience wants to see not only the good things that are happening for you, of course, people want to cheer you on, but they also want to know what's, what you're struggling with because that makes you a human being and it makes you relatable. Could not agree more. Uh, talked with Max Weber. He was on the podcast, I think it was episode 23, 26, something like that. But he talked about the importance of posting consistently. Max grew his uh, Instagram following from 1,000 to over 75,000. Isn't that insane? In six months. And he really attributes that to posting constantly and also posting quality content. And not just throwing up content. Uh, that I just kind of did a gangbanger side. Throwing up. Throwing up content. Sorry. Homeschooler here. But um, don't just put out content for the sake of putting it out. But really saying, hey, what's my intention with this post? Is this going to add value to my audience? And not just... I mean... <sighs> You don't want to burn out, y'all. Listen, listen. If you can't post more than once a week, please don't. Don't burn yourself out where you end up giving up. But also push yourself a little bit. You know, usually you can create more than what you think you can. I was really struggling putting out one podcast a week. And when I went to three a week, it wasn't that much more difficult. It's really interesting what we can do if we put systems in place and become intentional. So post consistently post quality. Uh, Tip number eight, uh, Kate Boyd from Cobblestone Creative. I loved this girl. She's talking about (sighs) focusing on attracting the right people. And I mentioned that at the very beginning of the podcast. It's not just about growing your numbers so you can feel good about yourself. It's about attracting the right people and making sure those numbers are converting, that that message is actually sinking in with people. And they're doing the things that you're trying to lead them to do, whether that's buy your product or take on your cause, whatever it is. It's so important that we are measuring the right things and not just allowing our ego to be in the driver's seat. She talked about how a lot of people think hashtags are a strategy. And she's like, that's not a strategy, guys. You've got to really figure out what your key performance indicators are and place emphasis on that and make sure that you're measuring the right things. It's so easy. I mean, I know I keep saying this over and over again, but in building a tribe and trying to grow your numbers, it's super <sighs> tempting to allow numbers to be our validation and seeking our security, seeking our confidence through them, and getting our eyes off the original intent of what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, I've been there. I get that. I completely understand. It's really cool to see a spike in numbers, whether that's through downloads or through your blog analytics or whatever, but is that just the measurement? And it may be. It may be. Are you just trying to gather a whole bunch of people or are you trying to get those people to do a specific thing and that's what uh, Kate talked about which I thought was a super awesome point nine use all the social platforms feature this comes from cozy Falsum. girl has just killed it on Instagram and she just gave a bunch of quick tips for Instagram and one of which and these are super practical 
I know we're kind of jumping from more big picture stuff to tactical things, but y'all, that's how I roll. I, I love that kind of stuff. I love both of them. Um, but Cozy was very practical. She talked about when you're on a platform, making sure that you use all of that platform's features. So like with Instagram, let's say you're in stories, it's great to use as many of those features and stories as you can. So using location, using polls, using tagging, using whatever, because that platform says, hey, girl is using all of our uh, tools and our features, we're going to help this girl be seen. Because they because platforms like, pa- platforms are conceited, y'all. They like it when you're using all of their stuff. So that can translate into Facebook or LinkedIn. If you're using a social platform, make sure that you are taking advantage of all the tools that they are giving you. They actually like that. So that's a really, really good tip from Cozy. Um, we're almost done, guys. I'm on tip 10. These are 12 tips. Uh, Stephen No. Oh, this is so cool, guys. Stephen, he started three nonprofits in five years. Can we just talk about that real quick? Uh, I started one nonprofit in five years, and I about pulled the hair out of my head. So the fact that he's done that in three in five years, I'm just amazed. But one of the things that he talks about is when, when you're trying to grow your nonprofit or your business, Find your champions. And what that means is find the people who are rallied behind you and already supporting you, already believe in your cause. And again, this goes back to that big picture concept that every number matters. And we really need to place emphasis, again, point number one, on what is working already and nurture those relationships, nurture those people make them more excited than they already are because word of mouth is one of the biggest tools to marketing, to growing your business. I want to tell you, I've been a photographer before. I've done, you know, done online business stuff. And more often than not, I would say, I mean, I'm just throwing a number out there. I would say 70 to 80% of all business I've gotten has always been word of mouth. That is a huge, huge number. And to me, what that says is relationships are number one in growing a business or spreading your message, building your audience, build relationships. So Stephen says to find your champion. So with his nonprofits, he's paid attention to the people who really bought into the message from the beginning and empowered them to help them spread the message. Tip number 11 is simplify, simplify your message. I get really, um, I've had a lot of coffee And the longer I talk, the more goofy I get. So I'm going to try to hurry up before I get real crazy. This comes from Marjorie Josil from Grind Atler. And she talked about how at the very beginning, she wasn't clear enough in her message. She started Quebec's first entrepreneurial marketing school. And when she first started it, people weren't buying into it. And she's like, why are people not excited about this? I know this is a good product. And she figured out that it's not that her product wasn't good. It's not that people couldn't be excited about it. It's that she had to become clearer on what she was trying to communicate. So when she got super clear, I mean, almost, you almost have to get elementary with it. And I'm still learning this myself. But when you're communicating to mass groups of people, you know, often we know our backstory, we know our heart, we know our attention. And we forget that when strangers first encounter us, they need to kind of, they need to have something that's super digestible and consumable. They can understand it very, very quickly or you, 
just lose their interest like that. So it's super important to simplify your message. Again, that that all of these could be like separate podcast episodes. <laughs> and I know I'm throwing a lot on you guys, but I just wanted to give you a taste of what the summit is like, the different things that you'll be learning. And if you're listening in the future and you can't access the summit, hopefully you can take some of these and apply it to your own business, your own cause. The last tip comes from Hayden Humphrey, uh, and this is about LinkedIn specifically. Um, and this can be applied to really any social platform, the things that he says. But I'm been really interested in LinkedIn. I'm going to try to start being more active on it. I guess my hesitancy up to this point is I've always kind of viewed LinkedIn as uh, an old person's game. No offense to old people, because some people think I'm old. Snapchatters think I'm old, y'all. Like, let's not even talk about this. But LinkedIn has always seemed so professional and kind of stuffy. But Hayden, he's in his early 20s, and he kind of helped me understand, Heather, that's old old way of thinking, speaking of old. Really, LinkedIn is becoming more diverse than ever. There's a lot of young people on it now. There's a lot of different types of people in different industries, and people are overlooking LinkedIn because of this stereotype that we've had on it for so long. So he is building his entire coaching business on LinkedIn. He has a huge following. He actually used to work for LinkedIn. So a lot of these tool, these tips and tricks that he gave her are from an inside source, but he talked about creating content on LinkedIn. You can create videos, you can create articles. Those used to not be open to the public. Used to be that was just for premium members, I believe, or influencers, but now they've opened where anyone can post articles or videos. And a lot of people are jumping on that opportunity and growing their audience through LinkedIn. So don't discard LinkedIn. I don't care what industry you're in. You can use it to grow your audience. Now that's it. There's so much more. Oh, there's so much more. And I just threw out a whole bunch of stuff for you guys. I probably should have busted this up in a series. But again, you can access it all, buildanaudience.org. I just wanted to give you some quick tips and tricks and also to encourage you that if you are putting content out, whether that is your music on YouTube, whether it's your blog, whether it's a physical book, whatever it may be, if you're feeling frustration because you're not seeing the traction, we've all been there. I've been there multiple times. I'll probably find myself there again, again, and again, and again, because that's a part of it. The point is, is that you do not give up. And I'm not saying you don't give up as in your, you don't shift and you don't change because you should. Obviously, something's not working and you need to readjust. I'm not saying that, but you, you do not need to give up in your mission. Okay. Everybody feels frustration. Everybody has struggled with learning curves, trying to figure out their niche, trying to figure out their message, trying to figure out their target audience. It's a part of it. Test, try things, adjust, learn from people, but do not lose yourself in the process and do not forget the reason you started because it matters that you show up Use your voice and make an impact in this world. I love you so, so much. I'm in your corner. You can connect with me on most social media platforms at Heather Parody. All right, guys, I will see you in a couple of days. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.